Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision making. We've weathered the unexpected. We've stepped into a new world. And now it is the time for our businesses to re-emerge. Sure-footed, clear-headed and strategically on point. It is a time for greater certainty, for accurate, actionable market research and business intelligence to make effective, up-to-date decisions. South Africa, that is how we move our businesses and economy forward. Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making. The weather condition over the past few days have been exceptionally cold, which is a cold reminder that we are in winter, therefore there's nothing untoward. Having said that, a very good morning to you, the beloved listener of Beyond Business Show, and thanks for joining us. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome aboard to our weekly installment of this show. My name is Nimrod Tembele, and as always, I am delighted to share this space and time with you as you continue to debunk typical issues through the lenses of our esteemed guests. Uh, moving along, if you miss any of our previous show, not to worry, simply visit our website, which is www.highfm.com and select your favorite podcast and share your thoughts with us. While at it, I had an amazing conversation with Francois Fouchere, who is an economist and research fellow at the Gibbs and the University of Northwest on the U.S. threats to remove South Africa's benefits from the African Growth and Opportunity Act, the Goa, simply put. And I, my views were somehow elongated or strengthened as I begin to appreciate a wider perspective on these very complex issues. And I'm sure you have your own thoughts on that uh, particular issue. On that point, and I'm sure you'll share my sentiments in as far as the complex nature of the foreign policy, particularly as it relates to the Russia-Ukraine war and the extent to which that has impacted our foreign policy and how foreign policies from time to time can be used as a lever you know, to activate a particular posture at the global stage. But anyway, before getting to the real issues in today's conversation, uh, let's dispense with uh, normal words of gratitude to colleagues. Um, thank you, Vusimas Masinga, for navigating the show. In the same vein, let me take this opportunity to thank Harry uh, Sikeda uh, for ensuring that the show is seamless and beautifully orchestrated as it should um, to your to, to, to the listeners' uh, delight. Our SMS line is 34519. You know, before I engage my esteemed guest, allow me to take a detour and sharply reflect on the appointment of the board at Transnet. For those who may not know, the Minister of the Public Enterprise, Pravin Gordon, appointed the Transnet board on 11th of June, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm raising this issue for two reasons. Firstly, we need to applaud the minister for appointing the new board. And secondly, begin to ask far deeper questions on the extent to which um, his appointment of the new board considers governance instruments which were used to facilitate step capture at Transnet, where billions of rent were siphoned. You all know that Transnet was one of the best calls for uh, state captures, which include but not limited to the cryptos. Those in the know, I would imagine, would appreciate that, you know, for us to have a different posture on the extent to which the ministry is taking into account the lessons from the state capture would ensure that instruments such as the shoulder compact, memorandum of incorporation and the board charter, which were found wanting 
redeem themselves rigorously, particularly in respect to the roles and responsibilities of the board, not just on paper, but in practice. As a, as a governance practitioner, I will be keen to know the pause vested in the shareholders agreement, memorandum of incorporation and the board chapter. In my view, in the absence of the clarity on how the minister, how can the minister reassure the public of remedial actions which has been taken into account uh, under his leadership? The other issue I want to throw in on this particular point is what is the composition of the board at Transnet? I implore you, I challenge you to go and look at the composition of the board. I'm raising the, this critical point precisely because in the past, the boards of SOE, state-owned enterprises, were predominantly dominated by accountants, lawyers, and, and academics. We did not have sufficient men and women of caliber who have engineering background in the main, who really understood the technical side of the business that they're working on. The past board at, S- at ESCOM, that she tells you, the men and women who were there and the extent to which there was fit for purpose. So this is something that I want to throw in as a way of probing deeper thinking on how do you become competitive. I don't think we can become competitive as a sector, particularly when looking at a public sector, state-owned enterprises. I don't think they'll become as competitive as they should when there's not fit for purpose in respect to appointments of the board members, particularly in relation to skills and competencies which that are needed. Anyway, this is my thoughts, what I got, what, what I use. I'm quite keen to know uh, your thoughts on this very intriguing question. Anyway, moving along, um, I'm having a, uh, you know, I'll be having an interesting conversation with uh, Professor Patton Toby and our conversation on this glorious morning, we're putting a spotlight on math and science subjects in the country. As we all know, that South Africa is a player in a global competitiveness and we're not where we're supposed to be. So math and science is an actual strategic level, which when done correctly, we are likely to compete globally. According to the International Benchmark Study, out of 64 countries participating, South Africa only outperformed Pakistan, that is in mathematics and science, only outperformed Pakistan and Philippines, and which makes it one of the poorest performing countries. In my mind, it is clear that South Africa has a long way to go to catch up to countries such as Singapore, which occupies the first position, followed by Australia, Russia, Iran, Japan, and India, you know, just to mention, to mention the few. Anyway, in making sense of this uh, posture, I'm joined by, as I've indicated, uh, Professor Patrick Zorby, Patton Zorby, who is a CEO at Cyborn Discovery Center. On that note, I could say good morning and welcome to Beyond Governance. Good morning to you, Dr. Mbele, and good morning to the listeners, and thanks for hosting us. You're most welcome. Before we get into the gist of our conversation on a very complex and multi-layered issue, obviously born out of the past, unfortunate past of apartheid in this country, who is Patton Zobi in a nutshell? Well, uh, yeah, now you are putting me uh, on the spotlight here. Uh, <laughs> I was born in Cajiso but raised in many places. I was raised in Lesotho by my grandparents, and uh, I studied uh, in the Eastern Cape and the Western Cape, especially tertiary level. I am a graduate of the Military Academy. I have been uh, with the 
Gauteng Department of Education at various levels, uh, at senior management level in particular as the chief director for school support and ultimately as the acting deputy director general for education support. The portfolio uh, covered a whole range of areas quite critical in supporting what is happening in the classroom. Uh, I was responsible for education infrastructure, school safety, also delivering on legacy programs such as uh, school nutrition, scholar transport, uh, psychosocial support, school health, extracurricular, which included sports and arts. That's uh, about me. But at a professional level, I am a research uh, professor affiliated to the Global Center for Academic Research, whilst I'm the CEO of the Saibono Discovery Center. That's about me, if that would suffice. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I'm sure the listener out there knows uh, who Patent Zobi is, uh, and we appreciate for that uh, insight. Moving along, one of the issues that, that I've originally painted uh, in my early introduction is the fact that we're not doing well as a country, particularly in medicine and science. But what I found in- intriguing, and I'm sure you are in a better position to respond, uh, this is more at a macro level. We will get to what you do as a CEO of Saibona. I mean, it is common cause that the products of Bantu education, and you and I are both products of Bantu education, those who did mathematics had to pass mathematics with 50%. They knew in the new dispensation, you know, we had to drop that particular figure to 30, 35% if I'm not mistaken. This begs a big question around competitiveness uh, that we, we are obviously buying for particularly in relation to countries such as South Korea, Japan, Australia, just to mention a few. What is wrong with this picture in your own, in your own understanding that we had to drop mathematics um, from 50%, which you and I had to pass when we do metric during the boundary education, to now 30%, 35%, which in a nutshell means people who pass, they know less and less. And how can we promote competitiveness when we know less and less in math and science. Your global view on this very complex question. Look, yeah, in the main, you know, our education system is challenged in many ways. Firstly, learners are not sufficiently engaged and uh, there is no excitement in the classroom as it relates to STEAM subjects, uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Secondly, preparedness and competency of educators creates a problem for the system, hence the requirement for agent interventions to ensure that there is access to these subjects, but also promoting these subjects because uh, these subjects lead uh, learners towards uh, uh, engaging uh, in science in science education, but also promoting the country in getting competent, especially in critical skills that are so much required by our economy. No, thank you very much for that insight, uh, Pat. Moving along, perhaps maybe get into the gist of um, what you do at Sabono Discovery Center, which uh, comes across as one initiative by government to, to, to address the same issues that uh, one has alluded to in, in the past. You know, how does Saibono contribute towards promoting STEAM 
um, as you have pointed out. Can you take us through that, please? First and foremost, we are a science center. We are involved uh, in many interventions in promoting science, technology, engineering, creative arts of late and mathematics education. And we do this through science communication and engagement. Saibono provides hands-on interactive exhibitions that engage visitors of all ages in science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. And these exhibitions make STEAM subjects accessible, exciting, and relatable, sparking curiosity and love for learning. The center offers diverse educational programs, workshops, and camps designed to inspire educated students in STEAM disciplines. These uh, programs, uh, in a way, would uh, assist learners uh, to relate better and also perform better in the subjects. Thirdly, we provide professional development opportunities for educators, equipping them with innovative teaching techniques and resources to effectively incorporate STEAM concepts into their classrooms. By empowering educators, the center indirectly impacts a large number of students. The one point that I thought I needed to emphasize is our outreach and partnerships. The center actively collaborates with schools, community organizations, and other stakeholders to extend its reach and impact. And we do this through partnerships. We deliver STEAM-focused initiatives and outreach programs to underserved communities, promoting equity and inclusivity in education. And overall, Saibono is committed to STEAM education, and we foster a culture of lifelong learning, equipping individuals with the skills and knowledge needed to thrive in a rapidly evolving world. Well, thank you very much for that insight, and which begins to really paint a picture as to what Saboni does under your leadership. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. We've weathered the unexpected. We've stepped into a new world, and now it is the time for our businesses to re-emerge. Sure-footed, clear-headed, and strategically on point, it is a time for greater certainty, for accurate, actionable market research and business intelligence to make effective, up-to-date decisions. South Africa, that is how we move our businesses and economy forward. Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making. Welcome back. You're listening to Beyond Governance. My name is Numrat Mbele. I am joined by Professor Patrick Nzobi in his capacity as the CEO of Saibono Discovery Center. Before we took that short break, he was giving us a bit of a background in terms of what Saibono Science Center is involved in and the number of interesting points that he pointed to us, particularly in relation to their quest to to attend to communities that are on the periphery, communities that aren't de- de- delivering well. One of the issues that you raise, uh, my good say, has to do with partnering, one, and two, providing technical support to educators, you know, and also getting, you know, involved in the communities. But as we let, let's unpack it bit by bit, technical support to educators, we all know that, Curriculum delivery or effectiveness of curriculum delivery hinges on the technical and competent 
position or posture of, of, of educators. Take us through how big is the problem and to what extent uh, you're managing to impact necessary skills and competencies with uh, educators on particularly those who do math and science. We, we provide professional development opportunities for educators. Uh, at the same time, uh, we conduct workshops, uh, seminars, and training sessions to equip educators with innovative teaching strategies, content knowledge, and practical tools to effectively incorporate STEAM concepts into their lessons. This collaboration enhances teachers' pedagogical skills and enriches their ability to engage students uh, in relevant subjects whilst bringing about excitement in the classroom and enhancing teacher uh, practice. The center collaborates with education institutions to develop joint programs that complement and extend STEAM learning. We do this by combining the expertise of Saibono Discovery Center and the academic knowledge of education institutions. And these programs offer a comprehensive and interdisciplinary approach uh, to STEAM education. As a center, we also welcome school visits and organize field trips for students. And these visits provide students with hands-on experiences, interactive demonstrations, and access to specialized equipment and resources. As a center, we collaborate with uh, these institutions, especially uh, institutions of higher learning, to ensure that the field trips align with the curriculum and enhance students' understanding of STEAM subjects. Except from introducing elementary research skills to high school learners, we are in research collaborations with education institutions to advance the field of STEAM education through joint research projects. And uh, Saibono and education institutions would explore innovative teaching methods, assess the impact of STEAM initiatives, and contribute to evidence-based practices. And these collaborations promotes the uh, continuous improvement of STEAM education approaches. No, thank you very much for that. I mean, what what is key? What I'm picking up from you is that you 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 know, as part of professional development approach to educators, is that you, you obviously partner with education institutions, particularly those uh, in high uh, in high education, and providing um, STEAM subject. Critically, I also picked up that you uh, gravitate more and more, uh, if it is not your core business, towards evidence-based kind of research, which means you obviously looking at your interventions are based on, on, on data. You, I would imagine, put data on the basis of the data on some of the intervention, the making assessment, and uh, on the extent to which uh, the data points to the gaps that needs to be strengthened in the pedagogical approaches of educators. Am I correct to sum it up in that fashion? That, that is correct. Uh, we believe that uh, at an early age, uh, learners uh, should uh, be exposed uh, to research, uh, especially promoting innovation. So innovation should also be informed by research, encouraging them in future to take data-driven decisions. But we are also passionate about uh, resource sharing. You know, uh, Saibono shares these resources, including educational material, lesson plans, and activity guides uh, with the education institutions. These resources support teachers in delivering engaging STEAM lessons and enable them to incorporate hands-on activities, experiments, 
and projects into their classrooms. By sharing resources, the center extends its impact and supports the broader STEAM education community. Collaboration in events and competitions. You know, uh, we, we, we collaborate with the, these institutions in organizing and hosting events, uh, science competitions and fairs. Uh, these collaborative initiatives provide platforms for students to showcase their projects. Now, to also showcase uh, creativity and scientific knowledge by partnering with education institutions, the center encourages student participation. We recognize their achievements and collaborate uh, broadly and encourage healthy competition amongst learners. And these collaboration efforts, Saibono, uh, enhances team learning opportunities. We support educators. We create synergies uh, uh, amongst uh, uh, the educators as well as institutions, and we foster a culture of STEAM excellence in schools and the wider community. Interesting um, observations, which brings me to one question around your collaboration. I'm sure you said collaborates across uh, different institutions, which I would imagine also include the unions. We all know what the post of the unions are in the main. Um, um, you, you've raised a critical point around sharing of, uh, in, uh, resources such as, um, such as activity guides, lesson plans, and so on and so forth. To what extent the unions are appreciative of these kinds of guides, which obviously is meant to enhance the performance of their own members? Look, uh, unions have been very supportive, especially unions uh, in the sector. But we'd also appreciate that our engagement is through the education uh, department. At this point, it's Houding Department of uh, Education. We employ various strategies, uh, but, you know, our focus in the main has been to engage uh, with uh, underprivileged or marginalized communities, which uh, organized labor is very supportive of. Because we're ensuring equal access, you know, uh, to STEAM education and opportunities. Some of these uh, approaches include targeted outreach programs. You know, the center develops targeted outreach programs, which are specifically designed to reach underprivileged and marginalized communities. These programs are often conducted in partnership with local community organizations and schools located in underserved areas. By bringing STEAM education directly to these communities, Saibono ensures that individuals who may face barriers to access have the opportunity to engage in hands-on learning experiences. We also have uh, our outreach uh, programs. We have mobile science exhibitions. And uh, these mobile science exhibitions can be transported to different locations. And these exhibitions are equipped with interactive displays, experiments, and educational resources, enabling individuals in remote or economically disadvantaged areas to experience and learn about uh, STEAM subjects. I have spoken earlier about community collaborations. Uh, We collaborate with uh, non-governmental organizations, local uh, institutions, just to establish ongoing partnerships. Interesting insight indeed. Um, Let's take yet another commercial break. We'll come back in a second just to get more and more insight from your end in terms of how this collaboration is panning out, particularly from the output point of view. Take a break. We'll come back in a second. Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. We've weathered the unexpected. 
we've stepped into a new world, and now it is the time for our businesses to re-emerge. Sure-footed, clear-headed, and strategically on point, it is a time for greater certainty, for accurate, actionable market research and business intelligence to make effective, up-to-date decisions. South Africa, that is how we move our businesses and economy forward. Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making. You are listening to Beyond Governments. My name is Nimrod Mbele. I am joined by Professor Patrick Nzobi in his capacity as the Chief Executive Officer at Cyborg Discovery Center. Before we went to the break, he was giving us a snippet in terms of how the collaboration ethos uh, is, is, is paying out. You know, I, I put to him, you know, the position of the unit as an example. Um, because unions have a different posture, and in his view, the unions are very supportive of what Sabonet does, but as, as it as it attends to marginalized communities, which they, they they appreciate. And and one of the issues that I wanted to raise, uh, which you reflected on just before we took that break, was the partnership with um, with with the communities, uh, which is very complex and dynamic in so many ways because we have seen in most instances uh, schools being burned, bagged, um, you name it. Yeah, you and I pretty much know how, how schools have been vandalized by the same community members. And, 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 and it happens in some instances, marginalized communities who are deserving of the same kind of resources that you and your organization are putting through. How do you get to a point where you've got a, that kind of harmonious relationship with community for them to appreciate the kind of work that you do? Take us through your processes of engaging communities, uh, for them to partner with you in the best interest of their own children where they are at. Firstly, we, we want to, uh, kill the notion that Education is the exclusive domain of government. You know, education, uh, it's a societal issue. So our collaborations help uh, us understand the specific needs and challenges, uh, especially of underprivileged or marginalized communities. And through joint efforts, the center can develop targeted programs and initiatives that directly address the barriers to access and provide tailored support to uh, these communities. Interestingly, uh, Saibono also offers scholarships or subsidized programs to individuals from underprivileged backgrounds working closely with the Gauteng Department of Education, uh, the Gauteng uh, 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 Academy. Uh, city, Yachauden yeah, City Region Academy. We, we provide uh, scholarships and subsidized programs uh, to individuals from underprivileged backgrounds, ensuring that financial constraints do not hinder participation. And these uh, initiatives provide opportunities for students who may otherwise be unable to afford uh, STEAM education programs, including workshops and camps. So we make such uh, interventions, but over and above that, as I would have said earlier, we also provide teacher training and capacity building because we extend our focus just beyond students. 
Uh, we also invest in training and capacity building for educators in underprivileged uh, communities. We are equipping these educators with the necessary tools, knowledge, and uh, innovative uh, teaching strategies. So we empower them to deliver quality STEAM education within their classrooms, ultimately benefiting the larger number of students, especially in underprivileged communities. Hmm. Well, interesting insight indeed. Um, but let's flesh out a little bit more on the issue of, you said to us, uh, you want to kill the notion that education is an exclusive domain of government, which is true. Uh, education is a certain matter, uh, which is true. Um, and, and the communities that you engage, uh, you know, from time to time, dispensing with this kind of narrative that education is a certain matter, they should not ban buildings, that is, they should not destroy properties, and so on and so forth. Um, where you are, you know, in those particular instances, what has been the reception uh, of communities? Have you ever instances where you would have looked at your approach differently purely because you were not making inroads uh, in those particular communities? Because it is one thing to appreciate an intervention at the principal level, right? We all know that uh, we've got rest, uh, um, scarce, uh, scarce uh, resources as in school, as in, um, in this, uh, buildings or lab, for an example, very, very scarce. And, and yet we still have community members, uh, especially the criminal element of community members, destroying the very limited resources that are, in, that are, are there. It is important that we focus our energy on this particular issue because part of, I would imagine, part of the advocacy mm. campaigns that you put forward is to sensitize community members about the equity issues. You cannot address equity in respect to math and science when the very limited resources that you have, uh, such as labs, uh, equipment and apparatus, have been destroyed. No, you're correct. We we are calling upon society, you know, uh, to come in here, you know, uh, through societal involvement, parental involvement as well. You know, uh, we have been lucky as Saibono, you know, the community and learners as well have been quite receptive uh, to our programs. But one thing that uh, is unique about Saibono is that we acknowledge and respect the cultural backgrounds and and, and, and sensitivities of underprivileged uh, and marginalized communities. You know, we we adopt culturally sensitive approaches uh, in our programs and our exhibitions. We interact with the community members, you know, uh, creating a welcoming and inclusive environment that respects and values diverse perspectives. And through these uh, strategies. Saibono actively works to bridge the opportunity gap and ensures equal access uh, to STEAM education and opportunities. Now, by, by reaching out, uh, partnering and tailoring programs to specific needs, the center strives to empower individuals from all backgrounds to engage, learn, and thrive in the world of STEAM. But importantly, we are calling upon society to protect education infrastructure. Because people who are destroying education infrastructure are not aliens. These are people that we know. These are our brothers, our children, our neighbors. And we need to stand up as society.
I couldn't agree with you more. And this obviously requires more and more advocacy campaigns um, to to really begin to preserve the very limited resource that you have, um, so that Sabonis' work can actually uh, get 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 more and more. What is unique? Um, what is unique about what you just um, dispensed with us or shared with us is this cultural sensitivity approach. Um, can you just unpack it a little bit more for other initiatives such as Sabono who are missing the mark purely because the, the, the interventions have some kind of preconceived ideas or aren't necessarily reflecting on the nuance that you, as I know, from a cultural sensitivity point of view, are, 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 are taking or are making, so to speak. I think, I think that's, there lies in a value proposition, um, for most companies and organizations that are involved in STEAM in STEAM subjects or interventions, which could potentially be missing a point by not being culturally sensitive. Take us to that notion and, and, and how it has become, from where I'm sitting, it does come across as a value proposition, which other organization can embrace to ensure that their conceptual approach to initiatives around uh, STEM um, are, are implemented in a very successful way. Just unpack that for us, please. You see, Dr. Mbele, our objective reality is that uh, there's uh, uh, there, there are barriers uh, to access, uh, you know, uh, to STEM subjects. Hence, you know, our interventions are biased, you know, to previously disadvantaged communities. Saibono's uh, uh, discovery center STEM approach, you know, it provides a dedicated space where students can engage in immersive learning experiences because we feature interactive exhibits uh, focusing on science, technology, engineering, and mathematics so that we can provide students with engaging and educational activities. For instance, uh, the makerspace at Saibono, you know, uh, is a creative workshop area where students can unleash their imagination and creativity. They are equipped with tools, material, and technology. And the very same students can participate uh, in maker challenges you know, tinkering projects, uh, hands-on activities, uh, integrating STEAM principles. One thing that I've also not mentioned is that uh, Saibono offers robotics and coding programs that would introduce students to the world of robotics, automation, and and programming. And these uh, programs provide students with the opportunity to learn about uh, electronics, coding languages, and problem-solving through building as well as uh, programming of uh, robots. And lastly, we have uh, STEM career guidance, uh, which you don't find, you know, uh, in uh, township schools. The center provides guidance and resources to help students explore and understand potential career paths in STEM fields. This includes career talks, mentorship programs, and connections with industry professionals 
allowing students to gain insights in various team careers, you know, and also make uh, informed decisions uh, about their future. We host science competitions and challenges that motivate students to apply their scientific uh, knowledge and skills. And, and these competitions foster a healthy competition. We encourage teamwork. We encourage critical thinking. And we're nurturing students in essence, uh, you know, so that uh, they have passion for STEMs, uh, which was their subjects. Interesting indeed. Interesting is the professor. And so these kinds are very, very important uh, issues that Sabono is clearly uh, making headway with. Um, on that note, let's take a, a quick break. We'll come back in a second. Beyond Governance, Making Sense of Doing Business in South Africa is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. We've weathered the unexpected. We've stepped into a new world. And now it is the time for our businesses to re-emerge. Sure-footed, clear-headed, and strategically on point, it is a time for greater certainty, for accurate, actionable market research and business intelligence to make effective, up-to-date decisions. South Africa, that is how we move our businesses and economy forward. Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making. You are listening to Beyond Governments. Uh, my name is Nimrat Tabele. I am joined by uh, Professor Patrick uh, or Pat and Toby. It's not going to shoot me by calling Patrick Patentsobi. It's formerly known as Patentsobi. In his capacity as the CEO at the Saibono Discovery Center, really doing interesting work in trying to ensure marginalized communities firstly have access to quality education in, in relation to math and science. And he's of the view that the, the communities have been quite embracing in the work that they do. Before we took that, before we took that break, he gave us a sense of uh, additional programming with Cybono uh, implement. For example, he put to us that they are doing uh, robotics and coding and issues such as uh, STEM guidance and mentorship. They also undertake competitions which encourage co- you know, collaboration and teamwork amongst uh, the youth. These are obviously nuggets of something that is that if or when it is massified, if you like, have a potential to ensure that South Africa's competitiveness gets closer to closer to countries that I've mentioned earlier, uh, countries such as Australia, countries such as Iran, countries such as Japan, Malaysia, and so on and so forth. These are countries, these are countries that have done exceptional well in, in, in the science, in, in the world of, of sciences. No wonder why they are defined as world-class countries, purely because they've got a very solid math and science um, pedigree, which uh, enables them to become not only competitive, but through innovations. We all know we can't be innovative uh, if we don't have sufficient mass of math and science. So the kind of work that Sabona does is quite commendable. As we come back, my good prof here, what has been appetite? Because, you know, obviously when you're talking robotics and coding, we are now venturing into fourth industrial revolution. To what extent these coding and robotics programming, which you are providing, has been receptive by those who are in the marginalized communities? Look, uh, it brings about uh, so much excitement, such that at the center we have a science lab. Learners would come through uh, to the center to even finish their projects with the support and also getting, you know, all the resources that are required. 
you know, uh, for us, uh, this is a community service. You know, we are empowering future leaders. We are empowering leaders who can contribute positively to society. You know, we nature critical thinking. Uh, I would have said uh, we also encourage innovation, encouraging individuals, you know, to become active participants uh, in addressing societal uh, challenges. You know, we are fostering a generation of uh, socially conscious uh, STEAM leaders. You know, we promote social cohesion by inspiring individuals to make positive difference uh, in their communities. And, and through this initiative, you know, as we use uh, STEAM education as a platform to promote uh, social cohesion, equity and inclusion, we are creating a supportive as well as inclusive environment uh, at the center. So we have been uh, getting a lot of support from schools. We have been getting a lot of uh, support from government. We are also getting a lot of uh, support, you know, from uh, the corporate uh, sector. You know, the private sector has been coming uh, through for us. But we are also embarking on skills revolution because uh, we are creating a pipeline, preparing our learners, you know, to take up a very positive role in closing this gap where there are critical skills. Interestingly, we are also working uh, with the Houghton Department of Education on a program referred to as multi-certification, where learners, especially those who are uh, uh, in in the technology space, uh, we we provide digital uh, uh, skills for these learners to get uh, certificated even before they complete uh, their metric. So we, we, we enable individuals uh, from diverse backgrounds to come together, collaborate and contribute to the betterment of society. Interesting, it's hard indeed. And um, we're going to take a last quick break as we gravitate towards the end of the show. And, and when you come back, I want us to, you know, if you may, uh, thresh out a little more the whole point of what is multi-layered certification or multiple certification. Uh, we'll get courage when we come back from this short break. Beyond Governance, making sense of doing business in South Africa, is proudly sponsored by Plus94 Research, the science of decision-making. We've weathered the unexpected. We've stepped into a new world. And now it is the time for our businesses to re-emerge. Sure-footed, clear-headed, and strategically on point. It is a time for greater certainty, for accurate, actionable market research and business intelligence to make effective, up-to-date decisions. South Africa, that is how we move our businesses and economy forward. Plus 94 Research, the science of decision-making. You're listening to Beyond Governance. My name is Murat Mele. I am joined by Professor Patton Toby in his capacity as the CEO at Saibono Discovery Center. Really an interesting initiative, which is an outfit of the Department of Education and Housing, working, you know, together with the corporate, working with government, working with schools to improve, to improve uh, STEAM subjects, uh, which is something that the country desperately needs, as I've already alluded to, that for us to become competitive, we need to really embrace these kinds of pockets of excellence. Because my assessment, uh, based on what I've read and better I've seen, Saibono does qualify as a pocket of excellence, which needs to be supported. And I'm glad to hear that you're getting support from corporate, giving support from schools, you're getting support from communities, which is quite useful. The extent to which the support match the, the, the need, it's a bigger question, I would imagine. 
But before we went to that break, what you put to us, which is quite intriguing, is all point of providing, you refer to multi, multi, multi certificate. What do you mean by that? Could you just give me a typical example of what that means in, re, in real terms? Well, this is an initiative uh, championed by the Houghton Department of uh, Education. And uh, there's a, a leader uh, in the in the curriculum branch, uh, advocate uh, Benston, who is uh, the DDG for curriculum delivery. She's quite passionate about this program. In essence, it means instead of focusing on one certificate, you know, uh, for the 12 years that learners spend in school, there is a, a, an, an initiative that, you know, we must introduce skill-based uh, programs such that learners get certificates whilst they are still at school. Such uh, certificates uh, would include, for instance, uh, digital skills. Uh, you'd have coding uh, and robotics. Entrepreneurship as well, because uh, not everybody in the schooling system uh, will end up being employed. So some of them uh, should be able uh, to create uh, jobs. Interestingly, we also train certified drone pilots and they get all of these whilst at school. And this is also supporting uh, the notion of uh, schools of specialization uh, that uh, is also championed by the Houghton Department of Education. We have schools that uh, would specialize uh, in specific uh, skills and disciplines. For instance, we'd have a school of aviation, uh, you'll have a mar- maritime uh, school, uh, you'd have a hospitality uh, school. So there are many of those. There's one that is just about to be opened as well, focusing on research and innovation. You have ICT schools. So this is a, a program, in essence, that prepares learners uh, whilst they are in school. You know, uh, they are prepared for the job market or they are also prepared uh, to uh, st- start considering creating their their own uh, businesses uh, by imparting uh, as, as government as well as the uh, uh, private sector imparting entrepreneurial skills to prepare them to take such responsibilities. Uh, I think that's a noble uh, concept because, I mean, we all know that there's a very high dropout rate, uh, particularly around grade 10, grade 11. It could be it's quite discouraging that learners who have gone through almost that long, they you know, vacate the system without a piece of paper, which somehow gives them back the level of confidence and, uh, and self-esteem, which is, is needed uh, by anybody for that matter. I think the deeper question is these certificates on digital skills, coding and robotics, I would imagine these certificates would have been certified or embraced by the industry uh, because it is one thing to have a piece of paper which has no merit on the basis of its relevance and application in the industry. Um, I would, I, I'm not sure whether, you know, you have gone that far, but mm-hmm. I, I would imagine the system yeah. cannot issue certificates without any substantive buy-in from the industry. Correct. Uh, they are certified and uh, also recognized by the industry. I would have said earlier, we actively collaborate uh, with industry partners, including technology companies, you know, research institutions, and businesses, especially those operating uh, in the STEM field, uh, these partnerships help us uh, Saibono to stay up to date with the latest advancements and real-world applications uh, in STEM discipline. 
By engaging with the industry, the center gains insights into the needs of the industry, especially around skills, the trends, and emerging technologies, uh, which inform the development of relevant educational programs and activities. What we are we, we pride ourselves of Saibono, it's uh, our applied learning programs, you know. Our programs are designed, uh, you know, uh, such that uh, we, we implement applied learning programs that connect students with real-world applications, especially in STEAM subjects. And through industry partnerships, the center creates opportunities for students to work on real-world projects, you know, uh, we participate in internships, engage in mentorship programs, and these experiences would expose students to practical STEAM applications, helping them to understand how their knowledge and skills can be applied in professional settings. You know, Saipono collaborates uh, with academia to provide students with uh, career guidance, as I would have said earlier, so it's easier to connect all these and ensure that they are also relevant to the industry. Prof. Mfalene Petlisobi, unfortunately going to leave it here. Thank you very much for sharing your insights with us. And I certainly hope that the listener out there have benefited from uh, your your contribution and they now know better about Saibono. Those who may want to contribute to what Saibono uh, endeavors are better informed. And I'm sure you'll be seeing or hearing more and more corporate coming through to support this, the STEAM projects that Sabono is involved with. I thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. There you are. That was Professor uh, Pat and Zobi, um, the CEO at uh, Sabono Discovery Center, giving us uh, interesting insights on how his organization is trying to navigate very complex environments wherein we, the country, we are not that competitive in this, in, in the STEAM subject that is mad science and engineering, uh, field. Uh, we hope that they will do exceptional well moving forward for the kind of work they do. It's definitely desperately needed by the country. Unfortunately, it has been absolutely beautiful. Shalom.